Inside the Chamber is brought to you by presenting sponsor, Naperville Bank and Trust. Welcome to Inside the Chamber. I'm Christina Caton Kitchell, filling in for Kaylin Riswold. Our mechanism to bring passionate and knowledgeable chamber members to the community through a healthy dialogue about meaningful topics that matter to our business community. Our chamber mission of moving business forward towards an engaged, thriving community happens when we are your advocate and your resource. Inside the Chamber allows us to do and be just that. Our program today discusses the challenges restaurants and retailers have faced through the pandemic and focuses on challenges that remain and strategies to go forward as the economy opens back up. Restaurants and retailers have had to find ways to reinvent themselves through the pandemic and are now finding ways to grow and succeed coming out of the pandemic. Using new strategies and absolute determination, these Naperville business owners identified the risks weighed the costs and found a path forward that allowed them to continue operating and expand in this ever-changing market. Today on the show, we are joined by Adrienne Tassin, the owner of Two Bostons, and Raj Patel, the president of the Hari Group. Welcome to the program. So Thank let's you. get started. Tell me about a couple of the most pressing challenges you faced as you began to reopen inside a pandemic. Yeah, so Christina, we actually never closed the doors at Two Boston's because we were considered an essential business, kind of like a grocery store for the dogs and cats of our community. Um, but there were a lot of challenges that actually still are the same challenges that we're dealing with, and that is just communicating with our teams so they know what to expect, what all of the changes are that are happening on a, on a regular basis. So I know Reba from the Naperville Chamber has been a godsend in keeping us informed, but then to turn that around super quickly and make sure that we're making the best decisions for both our team yeah. and our customers, um, doing what our team needs while also keeping them safe as well as our customers, that continues to be the biggest challenge that we face. So on our end as well, the biggest challenge was really, uh, it was a two-way street for us. It was making sure we were able to serve the guests while making sure we kept our employees safe. Um, so we did shut down our lobbies. We went to almost an exclusively drive-through model. Um, our uh, our non-drive-through locations, those shut down for a brief period, um, but or shortened hours or something along those lines. But uh, but for the most part, we, uh, we were operating through the drive-throughs. Um, we made sure that the interaction that the... Uh, the employees had with the guests were as minimal as possible while still providing uh, the best service we possibly can. So uh, so on our end, it's it's just uh, figuring out how to keep everyone safe while serving uh, a good cup of coffee. Yeah, those drive-throughs are definitely valuable still. Um, what new challenges uh, do you see are your biggest obstacle to overcome right now? The new challenges that we have, um, a lot of it is the hiring process. Um, and actually just getting the applications in our hands. Mm -hmm. So even before COVID, uh, we had a multi-step interviewing process. So to be able to you know, change to a lot of Zoom interviews uh, has been, it's been working for us, right? But obviously that's not the same as actually interviewing in person. 
so getting the applications and then also have making sure people show up for the interviews, I think that that's our new biggest challenge right now. I couldn't agree more. Hiring is, is everything right now. Um, we've got locations spread across two different states and, uh, and you see your individual challenges based on the way each state's ran. We've got Illinois and we've got Indiana as well, but um, I'll add on one more thing is, is that uh, we, we've got to get applications, we've got to get them to show up, and then we have to have people show up on time. So uh, we have, uh, we have a uh, platform that we're going to be putting into place here that uh, incentivizes crew members for showing up on time. So we're trying to do everything we possibly can to, uh, to make sure we provide every incentive to get people into the door so uh, it's not taking you 10 minutes to get a cup of coffee. Yeah, that's interesting. So I think a lot of people are facing the same challenge with the hiring as we've heard lately in the media, um, as well as just around our own town. Um, why do you think, if we're looking on the consumer end, why do you think people aren't returning at this point? Or, or do you feel like you are sort of back to business as usual? It's definitely not business as usual. Um, I, I think that we, it would be a disservice to all of us to not acknowledge the fact that the extra layers of home responsibility has really taken a toll on on our female population who might be usually stepping out and trying to find you know part-time or, or full-time jobs not that the home um doesn't impact males as well but for us a lot of our team members are female it's just who we typically attract not on purpose but it's just <laughs> the nature of it and we have to acknowledge the fact that when there's hybrid school or you know school completely at home, when summer camps aren't happening, that's a lot to weigh at home. And and just keeping up with those responsibilities, I think that that's you know unfortunately keeping a lot of really great potential team members, you know from from applying. Right. And to piggyback before you respond as well, Raj, is how do you think that also then impacts the consumer on the other end, right? You've got these issues on the job hiring. Have you seen kind of how that impacts the consumer? On our end, the impact of the consumer is, I mean, it's pretty obvious. In general, sales are still, transactions are still down significantly. Um, but, uh, but really, our, our average ticket time for the drive-thrus that we want a consumer to order to get their food is about 120 seconds, and we're running about double that. We usually run about five to six people in the mornings, and uh, there's days like today that there were three people in the morning, right? It's just we've got call-offs, we've got all kinds of things such as that. So uh, really, it's just a longer wait to get your product. Um, hopefully, it's just as consistent, just as good, um, but there's just a lot longer wait. Um, it's a lot longer wait to get the product. Got it. Yeah, and to help answer your question too, Christina, is really it impacts, I'm sure other retailers are feeling this as well, or Raj, even in your um, your eating establishments, I'm sure you feel this, is that it really impacts our ability to plan for events and to do different fun things that we would normally be able to do for our customers and our consumers. Um, you know, we're known for our community involvement and to provide fun customer experiences. And it's really tough when you are, you know, working with a, a smaller team 
you know, we've got to focus on making sure that, you know, you've got the cup of coffee coming or, you know, bagging up the dog treats as quickly as possible. So it just limits our bandwidth to be able to do those extra fun things. What do you see coming out of this as sort of a business trend for restaurant and retails? Have you seen anything emerging on your front? So one of the most unique things that we've kind of done, which, have, which has actually helped us tremendously, especially with times for ordering is, is the digital aspect of ordering. Um, I think during the pandemic, even coming into now, um, digital's always been there. Domino's has done it. Everyone's done that app where you order your food, you get your food faster, um, and you don't really have to talk to anybody. It's just tenfold. I mean, digital sales continue to grow. Every week, I feel like we set a new record for a larger percentage of sales coming from digital. And I feel like that's going to be continuing into the future where you'd hope that, you know, you can get where half of your business is really coming off of an app or, or something online where that order is just queuing in and you're really just cranking it out in the back versus, a, you know, a two-pronged two normal business model. Got it. Adrienne? Yeah, I agree with Raj completely. Um, the whole click and pick up uh, is becoming a huge thing in not only at two Boston's, but I know a lot of other businesses. So click and pick up is something we've always had, but it hasn't been highlighted until about a year ago. Yeah. So we've got a lot of orders coming through that, a lot of phone orders, you know, a lot of online orders for you know home delivery, et cetera. Um, but all of those take manpower as well. So, you know, when we when we're taking an order over the phone and maybe doing, you know, a nutrition consultation over the phone, you know, that's taking someone off of the sales floor. So trying to balance that is a challenge, but I'm I'm grateful that we do have these opportunities available to serve as many customers as we can in the way that they need us to serve them. Okay. And so coming sort of piggybacking on that, what surprised you as an innovation or an idea within your operations that would have never seen the light without being inside a business altering pandemic? And also, do you plan on keeping it in place moving forward? As a Dunkin' franchisee and with the marketing and everything, I mean, the easy answer is TikTok. I had no idea that TikTok was a thing going into the pandemic. Um, Dunkin' has leveraged TikTok more than any brand there is. We've got more followers than Nike currently. <laughs> and uh, we've got drinks named after TikTok stars. It is something that is shocking and kind of fun. Um, but on an operational standpoint, it's really been that we're able to serve the guests consistently without that lobby. Okay, Raj, you probably just put something on my to-do list, and that's to get a TikTok for two Bostons, I guess. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that we really embraced as soon as shelter in place uh, happened in the Chicagoland area was doing a lot more lives. And to the point where, you know, we were doing family game night, um, we to get our customers still involved and in doing some fun things with them. Um, we started a What's New Wednesday show. So every Wednesday, my husband and I go live showing the new products that have come into Two Boston's because that's some of the fun aspect that our customers were missing, coming in, seeing the new toys, the new treats, chews, et cetera. So we just bring it to their living room. You know, we show them uh, what has come in, tell them a little bit about it, and then we use a platform where they can actually purchase these items live. And it's fun for them because they get to maybe purchase it before a lot of other people do since we're showing them the new things. And we have continued to do that, and I really see us continuing, um, you know, forever because our, the response has been so great. But we've also done a lot of things like digital catalogs for Christmas. And then doing a big, we did like almost a two hour Christmas show. Uh, so we called it Christmas from the couch where customers <laughs> can just shop 
from the comfort of their own home. The nice thing about this is not only does it bring the fun aspect to it, it does remind people that we're a family-owned business, yeah. which sometimes I think our community forgets. So having our faces out there showing, you know, our human kids, not only our, our dogs and cats, but our human kids, like this is a family-owned business. And it's it's fun for them to interact with us. Well, I have admitted to you, I don't have a fur baby and I tune in because it's that good. So congrats on that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, stay with us. Um, we'll be talking more with Adrienne and with Raj about our strategies to help move forward after the break. Naperville Bank and Trust has the expertise, knowledge, and experience to help you reach your business goals. They provide all the tools that you would ask uh, that we as a growing business need of a bank. Most importantly to me, it's a, a great personal relationship we have with Tom and John and, and our bankers. It was the best thing we could have done in banking. And banking can be very cold. What the bank brings to us is, is that warm feeling when you come into the bank and people say, hi, Greg. It's about being part of the community again, about being a name again, about having credit for who your business is instead of just being, well, instead of just being a number. Naperville Bank and Trust, bring it home. Stay in the know, at home, or on the go with NCTV 17 News Update. This quick recap of everything happening in and around town will be delivered straight to your email inbox for free. Sign up today. Welcome back to Inside the Chamber. I'm Christina Caton Kitchell, and I'm joined by Adrienne Tassin and Raj Patel. Today, we are talking about the challenges restaurants and retailers have faced through the pandemic and strategies to go forward as the economy opens back up. What I'm looking for is we've talked about some of the challenges. What's the most valuable advice or solutions that will help other restaurants and retailers succeed regardless of the time? That is a really great question. Uh, I think my best advice is to listen. Listen to your team members. You know, they're the ones who know what is needed. They're boots on the ground. So, you know, listen to your team members. Take time to be asking them questions and then put into place those suggestions that, that really make the most sense for them and the customers. Also, listen to your customers. Uh, they're the ones who, you know, who are voting on, on what makes the most sense, um, what they're comfortable with, what they're looking for. Um, but this should be always, right? This should be before COVID, during COVID, after COVID. That should be a basic thing. And then the other thing is be willing to move quickly and be creative. You know, there is no time to sit back and wait. You just have to, to make these changes now. Great. Raj? Yeah, so on my end, I think the biggest learning I have is making sure it's a two-pronged approach. You've got to take care of those that are working with you and you got to find the hiring and it's don't forget about the people you have with you still um you know this morning when you only had three people show up to work those three people were handling a rush that probably overwhelmed them so two-pronged approach you know we've got to get out there we've got to keep hiring hopefully uh the government plays ball some more and then on the other end don't you know take care of our people uh, make sure we continue to take care of them um you know they've been loyal to you through the pandemic and uh it's time you show that back 
I think that's a great point. I think a lot of the news is focused on the inability to hire, but there are hard workers that have stayed, you know, through this and helped remain open. So it's good to make sure they're acknowledged. So just talking a little bit on that, you know, the three of us all work in the world of real estate and we, we understand and see the challenges maybe a little bit sooner than the public does. How have you communicated without sort of, I don't want to say we're complain, but how have you communicated to your consumers the ongoing challenges you have to maintain sort of a high quality product and high quality service on a really a, a significantly reduced staff. Has there been a process that you've put into place? So on our end, it's been a little bit of everything, right? I mean, the, the media's picked it up. Um, there's significant labor shortage at restaurants. Some restaurants, you've seen it on the news or even on social media where they put up signs saying, hey, we're short staffed, be patient. Um, so, so the social media has really, really done that for us in communicating to the guests. Um, Duncan being a franchise, we chose not to put signs up saying that. We chose not to, to say, hey, we're out of a certain product. We kind of have to apologize if we are because of uh, shortages. I mean, everyone's heard about the chicken shortage right now and prices shooting up. It's uh, it, it, We feel like right when we get past one, the next one's coming. So, um, you know, rather than continuously communicating, we just do everything we can to focus on the guest and get them in and out as quickly as we can. Great. Adrian. Yeah. I'll say that we have an amazing customer base. So their understanding of what is happening has really, for the most part, been so good. And I'm very grateful for it. And most of all, I'm grateful for our team members that we have such a great customer base um, and, and that they've been so understanding. One of the big things that we've done, instead of being you know, customer facing with a lot of this communication, we've really been communicating with our team and trying to remind them of, you know, our mission that we are here to improve the lives of pets and, and their people. And we get to do that. We have the opportunity to do that every time we have a shift at two Boston's and thank goodness, you know, our team lives those, those core values. So reminding them, you know, that we are a place that provides fun experiences. We're here to share our knowledge. You know, all of those basic core values that we have, I think that has really taken the place instead of really, you know, I don't want to say making excuses for to our customers. Right. Because there are a lot of things that we could be making excuses for, you know, being short staffed, being um, short on inventory. You know, just today, four out of six of our stores didn't get a huge distributor order that we were planning on. It's, you know, it's delayed a later day or two. But that stuff is happening on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So we just have to be flexible and roll with it and then pick up the phone and communicate with our customers if they're waiting for something. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for all of our customers that have that understanding for sure. Fantastic. Well, knowing that two of you uh, have fantastic businesses in our community and so forth, and a lot of the chamber members are entrepreneurs and running their own business, what are some parting thoughts that you would like to, I don't know, pass along in terms of just business in general, moving forward. Let me hear some, some final thoughts of advice. I think we're all seeing a little bit of the light at the end of the tunnel. And just to stay positive, to keep your team staying positive, just like Raj said, 
you know, the team who has stayed with us um, throughout this and been able to serve our customers the way they have. We are so grateful for them. So just continue continuously showing your team that that you are grateful for all the hard work that they put in. Um, and, you know, while welcoming hopefully new team members very soon to help us all grow and to support our existing team. Raj? You know, very similar in my end as well. I do think we're hopefully in the, the back stretch of, of everything going on and hopefully uh, over these next few months, things really start to open up and, uh, and we really start to see a little more flow of applications on um, people coming in um, and things along those lines. But I think uh, in general, you know, talking restaurants in general, whether we're talking about, you know, a Hugo's downtown or a Dunkin' or, you know, even a Chipotle or something, it's just, you know, saying thank you a little more, um, being patient and, uh, and then, you know, we'll all get there. Um, this is, this is a big, to me, it's just a big circle um, when it comes to hiring. And I think that, you know, we might be in the bottom side of it, but we'll get to the top again and, uh, you know, continue to push forward from there. Great. Well, thank you to both of you, Adrian and Raj. Having you on here was uh, quite the pleasure. And you guys both have companies in our community that do a fantastic job of, of servicing everybody that walks through the doors. So thank you both again for your time today. Thank you for watching Inside the Chamber. And thank you for investing time and becoming more aware of what the Chamber does. Watch us each month. And remember, we are your resource for knowledge, power, and business-forward programs that stand up for you and our community. Inside the Chamber is brought to you by presenting sponsor, Naperville Bank & Trust.